Welcome to the 38th edition of Make Pro Wrestling Majestic Again. My name is Tiger Hype. And I'm Pink Gallery. And we have not done the audio yet. So we, we have don't... not done the audio, so we have no idea who the champion is. Yes, but uh, the, we will not be covering Hard to Kill in the third night of Wrestle Kingdom. Number one, we haven't watched the third night of Wrestle Kingdom yet. And number two, we're not doing four fucking shows in a show. That'd be right. absurd. But we are covering the two nights of Wrestle Kingdom, and we are going to cover Hard to Kill tonight. We are covering Hard to Kill. Yes, today. we are Hard to Kill. Okay, well, no, you don't I, have you don't have those. I don't have to have that ready. No, I, oh, we were okay. going to cover Hard to Kill and Night Three next week. Oh, that's right. Yes, so that's next week. So let's talk about this week. Let's talk about Wrestle Kingdom Night One and Wrestle Kingdom Night Two. It's also complicated, but they were both okay. I mean, yeah. there were some good. Yeah, shit. There, there, were, were, there were some good matches, but nothing that kind of stood out. To right. Me. Um, show versus Yo started the show. <laughs> Just, ironically. Well, sorry, his name is Show. <laughs> I know. What am I supposed to do with that? Um, the match was good. Yeah. I, I just, I just felt like it should have been more because yeah. it's such a, it was a grudge match. What the fuck are they doing? Right. They're like, they're, they're wrestling. It's like you don't. If it's a grudge match, you don't wrestle. Right. It. It. it and it was, felt, it was, and it was a roll up for Yo. Weird. To win. Yeah. It felt, Yo, felt kind of weird. Yeah. It's like this is a grudge match, but they've already had the rivalry. I think it's kind of come and gone at this point. No, this was the blow off, which I was fine with, oh. but they just kind of fucked it up because they wrestled like three times already. Well, that's what and I mean. One, what I mean is like this whole thing is just come and gone. The bloom, so. the bloom is off the rose. Right. Like, why did they have to do it that way? It was I, just I ridiculous. Yeah, it was, um, it, it was, was, it was still, it was still a good match. Yeah. But when you have a grudge match, you don't want to. Sit there and do fucking chain right. wrestling with them. That's right, stupid. Exactly. So let's do our big throw everybody in a tag team match. Tag team match. Hiroshi Tanahashi and the Mega Coaches. Uh, uh, Takashi is there, taking on obviously Bullet Club and obviously Taiji Ishimori is covered up by Peanut Gallery. So yes. um, this one was it was a fine match. This is I'm gonna bitch about this later, but just as a technical aspect of it. They are building the Tanahashi Kenta no disqualification match in this match, right. which is not what they're supposed to do. Right, and that's what they used this for. That's what they did. It was stupid. I, uh, oh, I agree. It was a fine match, though. Obviously, everybody in the match are competent, and I thought it flowed really well. Yeah. And everybody was where they were supposed to be. They gave their all, but at the same time, why? Right. right. This is this is Wrestle Kingdom, not throw everybody in a tag team match for Kingdom. Well. Yeah. And speaking of throwing everybody in a tag team match kingdom, and there was no reason for it either. I mean, I guess Sonata and um, obviously Naito, so there was a reason for it. Yeah, it, it was it was just there. I was going to have a moan about that. But anyway, uh, United Empire, Great O'Conn, Jeff Cobb, and Will Ospreay taking on Los Igubernables de Japón, which is Bushi, Sonata, and Tetsuya Naito. Once again, it was just It was match. just there. It was, it was yeah. This one was a, maybe a little more sloppy in general, but... Will Ospreay is returning from injury. Right. Why is he wrestling at night one? His first match should have been night two. It should have been, and they lost this match. That's right. They no. Um, the United Empire won this match. It was. A oh, hidden, they did. That's yeah. Right. It was a hidden blade. Bushi ate the pin. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Bushi ate the pin. I thought this was the one that they lost. No, they lost night two's matches for the most part. Yes. So, um. They touted this as the special rules match. Right. This is this is the um, Katsuyori Shibata match. Right. Renarita, as the opponent, yeah, was not the right move. I yeah, think no. it should have. I I understand why. It should have been somebody like Zack Saber Jr. It, it should have should have would have could have, but they have to. You have to take what you can get. Anyway, right. um, Katsuyori Shibata looked awesome yes. in this match. Um, he was. He said before this, fuck it, we're going to do strikes because they booked themselves into a corner. They pulled off a WWE here. Right. It's like right. people, people, people want to see the PK, but when you have the rules where nobody can strike, you can't do the PK. Right. Like, it was so right. stupid. Was so I think, wasn't this supposed to be like a traditional wrestling match without strikes? But, yeah. But then you have a guy who's known for his strikes come out and face him. I, I like, under, yeah, we're going to allow strikes. So essentially, I, I under, I essentially the special rule is a wrestling match. Right. I, under, <laughs> I understand why they were so worried about it. Because obviously the injury that Shibata had is a really dangerous injury. Right. But 
they did strikes like on the knees and legs and stuff. It would have been fine if you just said it's his return match. Like, right. I feel like it was so unnecessary. Yeah. Okay. I really like this match. It, yeah. It, it was, was it was it was a fun match. Mm -hmm. Obviously for the never open weight champion Tomohiro Ishii defending against Evil. Um the problem is, well I'll bitch about it later because Dick Togo got involved a little more than I wanted him to, but I thought yeah. I thought overall these but two But I think yeah, that's more of a general issue. <laughs> right. It's it's a general issue that we definitely saw in night 2 more right. than night 1 definitely. Yes, we did. But I thought overall this was a really fun match. It was. Um I just thought because it was a title match, the rivalry was really good yeah. too. So, I was really really happy about that. Right. And now, well, Evil is at this point double never champions, which I think only um, Shingo was right before this, right? But overall, really fun. It was everything is evil for a clean pin. I was surprised yeah, it about was that a one. Clean pin. So uh, that's why I was pleasantly surprised, right? So we have the never or the IWGP Tag Team Champions, the Dangerous Checkers, defending against Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi. This was a great match. Yeah, yeah it was. Um, it, they, you know. it, it might have dragged a little bit for my liking. Um, there were a couple of parts where maybe if they ended it there, it would have been a really great match. Right. But I thought that the number one, the winners were the correct winners. Right. You, they, they were they're really pushing Yoshihashi right now. And now, since he's actually won some titles and people are really wanting it. Right. And the Dangerous Techers were transitional to make sure that those two got over. Right. Um, there was a great little thing at the ending of the match where they hugged. I thought that was really cool, especially uh, Taichi and yeah. Yoshihashi. Mm -hmm. That was really cool. Yeah, it was. So there was a really feel-good moment. It was a modern world slam, that little finisher that they have for the win. You know, Like right. I said, it was, it was a good match. I really yeah, liked it. Was. It's a, the heavyweight division tag team division is really strong. Yeah. So, and obviously a brand new team, that's what... Uh, and JPW does really well. Yep. It's building new stars, new talents, new yeah, teams. exactly. But we'll cross that bridge later. Right. Let's talk about the never, or the, I, what, I don't want to say never. I No, it's not never. IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, El Desperado, defending against Hiromu. Versus everyone's, versus, versus New Japan's favorite junior, but he Hiromu Takahashi. But he lost. Yeah, he lost. Which was interesting at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's totally going to win this. Like I said, I don't mind Hiromu. And right. I don't mind Hiromu having the belt. But, you know, El Desperado. You know, there are other people in the division, too. It's so strong right now. There's a lot of great talents that yeah. can go for this belt. And just trying to fall back on Hiromu constantly right. is starting to get a little old. It is. But Hiromu should always be in the conversation for the junior heavyweight. Yeah. How about him and Bushi go for the tags again? People were really excited about a Bushi Hiromu tag. Right. And I'm like, okay, let's get him out of the scene for a little bit. Yep. Have, obviously, El Desperado face Yo now because Yo beat right. Sho, obvious contender. Yep. He'll baby face. Mm -hmm. Great. Perfect. Um, but, you know, overall, it was two uh, pinche locos for El Desperado to win. I loved it. Yeah. This was such an excellent match. Um, the pacing was very phonetic, but yep. that's it's a junior match. Yeah. It should have been. Yeah, exactly. Um, it felt a lot longer than it was. I think it was only like 12 minutes, yeah, but it felt it, like a 20-minute yeah, match. Yeah, it did. It, but not, it was, not that it was a bad thing. No. Um, it, 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 was, it was paced really well for what they could yeah, do with this. Exactly. So I was very, very happy about this match. And thank God for the winner. And I think that's why I enjoyed this match even more because of right. the winner. And finally, for the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion Shingo Takagi... Defending against Kazuchika Okada. Holy crap, this match was awesome. Yeah, it was. It was so great. It was It was everything that we had expected. And more. And I think more. There, I think there was an and more to this. This at, I think at both nights, this was the longest match of the show. Right. By, I think, like three minutes. Yeah. But... It was well. It was a well-deserved match. It was a well. It was a well-paced match. But that's what happens when you have an Okada match. You right. Just, you get excellence out of him. You have the, you have the excellence, and you have pacing where people don't get bored or right. tired. And I think that's something where you have to play to New Japan is that they know how to structure 
a long-formed match like this yep. to where you're always interested. There are multiple parts. They tell the story. Right, exactly. And obviously, you have two world-class professional wrestlers in this ring. Mm -hmm. Perfect main event for night number one. And there was a Rainmaker for Okada to win, which I was surprised about. I, am, I was not surprised about it at all. Why? Why were you not surprised about it? Because I knew that Okada <laughs> and Will Ospreay were going to have their mm -hmm. blow-off match here. This the, the Wrestle Kingdom was going to be the end of the saga between yeah, the but, but leader the, but of the, chaos and once member, now enemy, Will Ospreay. That was going to be the blow-off match. Wasn't the original match where right before Ospreay got hurt? No, it was Okada and Ospreay. It was. That was originally. That's the thing. right. Um, Ospreay, Ospreay, Ospreay beat Shingo right to win the or to retain the belt, and then. He got hurt right. in that match. And so then um, then Okada and the rest of Chaos went on this feud with the United Empire, knowing that Osprey was going to come back. Osprey coming back now, you have to have the blow-off. Right. Are we going to be covering Night 2 now, or are we going to yeah, do a so, break? Yeah. All right, let's go, let's, go right into the, okay. let's go right into number two. So triple threat, which I was surprised about, for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, the Flying Tigers defending against the Mega Coaches and Bullet Club's cutest tag team. <sighs> I did not like how they there was did a, There was a lot going on in this match. I did not like this, and I, I'm going to tell you why. Because the ending of this was really not good because one team was disqualified right oh yes this was because, the one because with the of disqualification yeah they had because we finally figured out what was in um, it was, it El was, Fantasmo's loaded boot right which was a thing that was played on for a while right but it was in the middle of the match right it was it was very it was very anticlimactic after that it got yeah it kind of killed my it kind of killed, killed, killed my interest killed, for the rest killed, of the match yeah it just killed it for the rest of the match don't disqualify the team in the middle of the fucking match don't do one team disqualify it. right I, that doesn't make any sense it's a triple threat match why are the, why are there disqualifications for teams in a triple threat match have they ever done anything like this no i feel like these triple threats are still i'm, I'm gonna give new japan a credit that it's still a fairly new thing about doing these triple threats in fatal four-way matches right um but i feel like there, there's, 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 there's enough there's enough triple yeah. threat footage to you to not book something like this ridiculousness right unless somebody is hurt right but no one got hurt right there was just of the flying tigers are still the tag team champions robinson special hooray um, which, I, is, which is fine. I mean, theoretically, there could be other teams, but you know, I think I think overall it's a fine team. Yeah. Um, you know, they're they work really well together, yeah. and it's something I kind of wish Robbie Eagles was still junior heavyweight champion, but I'm not going to bitch too much about it. So this was the stardom exhibition match on the main show, so we had to cover it. Right, exactly. Um, I'm not gonna yeah. try to pronounce names because you know I'm gonna butcher them. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know how I feel about Japanese women's wrestling yet. This, it was a fun match. It was very phonetic. There was a lot of yelling, and I there was, was a lot of yelling going on. I don't know how the, you know, the crowd didn't. Of course, you know the Japanese crowds are they're doing the clapping because of the 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 they can't band. they, they, they can't cannot, cheer. They cannot vocally do anything yet. Right, but I felt. Felt like the Except fans, but I, I felt like the fans were not really into this match. I don't know if they weren't understanding the match or what the case. Here's is, the thing with um with with something like Stardom, I feel like this probably would have been a better opportunity to do this on maybe a lower end show for, as an introduction. Not at Wrestle Kingdom. Right. I felt like Wrestle Kingdom might be a little too big of a stage to debut something like that. Right. But they I thought um, I thought they actually did really good stuff. They, they were did very... really they did really well, but I don't think that the crowd reaction was there because I don't think they were understanding of the, the of, whole of like why are these people facing right, each other? Exactly. It, like, there, was, there, was, there, was, was there was there a rivalry that went into this? Maybe maybe if they had like um a stardom belt on the line or something. Right. I feel like I feel like that would have been a better, better to, exhibition than right. And this. You, and you would have had to have given the this was this was a, a story. Right. To this this go was off of. right. This was a pre-show match, not at the pre-show. 
Right. And I f- it's disappointing because there was obviously great talent there. There is great talent. It was great wrestling, but I don't think the crowd was into it because the crowd wasn't it was, really Because it, under- it was an exhibition. Right. Match. That's what it was. Yeah. So, obviously, they're all blank because they didn't put anything in, but it was Sima, Chase Owens, Minoru Suzuki, and Toro Yano for the 2022 Provisional Trophy. This was a fun little match. It was interesting. I thought now, I thought, now, now this, this one— This four-way actually flowed really well for me. It did, I it it did a lot better than the other— also, I love, I love, yep, I love Minoru Suzuki as this KOPW provisional. It's some now since we something interesting. Since, since, since sure. we had since we had the comedy, let's have somebody who can kill you hold right. the trophy. That brings a legitimacy to it in something where how diverse this concept can be right. with somebody like Minoru winning. I still don't understand the true purpose of the KOPW trophy and, and just in general. It's I here's with KOPW, it's a it's an excuse to introduce different match concepts to the wrestling world. And okay. it was kind of worrying at first, right. but they were doing hardcore matches. And triple threat matches and like traditional wrestling with um, Great Okan and Toro Yano. They right. did that traditional wrestling one. Um, they had the one with Yoshinabu Kanemaru and Toro Yano where they were they had to take a shot of whiskey every two minutes. Right. Or sake. Right. And they told a story around that. I think it's an experimental thing. And with Minoru winning it, it's going to give a different perspective on this. And I think it's really exciting. Yeah, so, I'm, so I'm happy that Minoru won. Okay. Um, just in general. Also, it gives him something to do on a regular basis because now he's back here. Right. So, and it was a gotchal pyre driver on Toro Yano, which I was surprised yep. about. But obviously, we'll most likely see them again, and I'm excited to see it. Mm-hmm. All right. For the never open weight six man tag team champions, House of Torture versus Chaos, this is where my total interest in these six men tag team belts was almost out the door. This was a really clunky, boring match. It was. And it was it, – it, the, the finish the, came out of the, nowhere. The two teams did not flow very well. It seems, they like, did. it seems like they went into first gear and never went out of first gear. And this, is, this, is, this is where Dick Togo's interference became just ridiculous. Yeah. And it was to a point where I'm like, okay, fuck this shit. Right. But, you know – um, show pinned Yo, which I was surprised about. So now they're one to one. It's like, why have a number one contenders match if you're going to do something oh, like right. this? It was really stupid. House of Torture retained. Evil now has both never open weight champions in some way. Right. But now he has to go to America and face off against Tommy Lawler for the strong open weight champion. That'd be right. fucking cool. Like don't having... see that happening anytime soon. No, but you never know. No. All right, so it was the special singles match between Great Okan and Sonata. This one didn't make a lot of sense to me as just, like, like what is the— I, I understand it's part of the larger rivalry between Chaos and, right. and United Empire, but I didn't foresee a lot of beef I wonder, between I, these I wonder, two. Right, I, I wonder—I I sat there and wondered, is there— they, did the English commentary just not give us context— on why these two are facing each other right. in something why, outside of the capacity why, of why, whatever Why is. specifically are they facing each other? Right. Like, I understand the beef between the teams, but I want to see the beef in the last, blood field. Last, last year's was Sonata versus Evil, but Evil betrayed LIJ, right. and they, they were the tag teams of LIJ at that time. Right, because you think with Wrestle Kingdom that they're going to end rivalries and that sort of thing, which they are doing, but at the same time, it's like, why would you just have random matches in the middle? Um, Great Ocon did really well in this match. He though. did. I was very happy with this. I mean, he did like a moonsault off the second rope. I'm like, this guy's like I, six foot right. four. And I just, I don't think it really piqued my interest because I didn't understand the story behind it. Right. And it was a roll up for Sonata to win just for context. But overall, it was a fun match. And which is never r- bad. A fun match does not necessarily mean it's a bad match. It just means that it was like it was. It was a good match. It was just fun. It was. It was something that yeah. kept my interest. It was. But it just felt like nothing. Same thing with this match. Yeah, it was um, a fun match. But I'm trying actually, to understand. I, I think I understand a little bit more of the context here because I think there actually is like some legitimate rivalries between these two. These two I can understand because there is a legitimate rivalry between these two. So Sonata's that's why I, think, I weird. think that this one made more sense for me on a personal level because 
they've been going at right. it. Right. It was uh, it's Jeff Cobb and Tetsuya Naito. Here's the thing. I feel like when Naito got hurt mm-hmm. um, during the G1, the, the they had to scrap some things. Right. His injury was not bad because obviously he was here. Right. But it was still to a point where he had to drop out of. G1. G1. And I feel like Naito was going to be somewhere within the finals of G1, which yep. probably would have and built I, I, this a little right. bit better. And I think that that was going to be the purpose of it, but right. you just never know. Right. And they try to do their best given the situation. Okay. Um, I don't know how I feel about this match. So this was the no disqualification match for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Champion. Kenta defending against Tetsuya Na- or Tetsuya Naito, Hiroshi Tanahashi. I I was not necessarily. I I don't I don't know. I don't. This was a. I'm weird trying match. to figure out like, do they know how to use weapons and? Like- well, I mean, Kenta <laughs> Kenta had to be pulled from night three because he had so many injuries from this. These guys just don't know how to utilize this stuff correctly, and it's through no fault of their own. Keep in mind of Tanahashi's like resume. He went to Mexico and wrestled, right? And that's where he did his um, excursion, and he came but back I, and he wrestled here for his entire career. Yeah, I just I. It's, it's this thing with a lot of these international markets as well. A lot of these international markets, they like to use weapons, but they really know how to use them. I, right. I mean, I see the same issue with Mexico. Hiroshi Tanahashi in a match like this does not fit him. It's like John Cena being in a hardcore match. Right. It doesn't fit who John Cena is. This does not fit who Hiroshi Tanahashi is. It fits if it's Kenta. Right. But I, it doesn't I, feel, fit Tanahashi. I feel like the hardcore matches... It's it's really an American phenomenon, and American promotions tend to do it better than other not, people. Not uh, not necessarily. New Japan doesn't have them. But now keep in mind of like um, what was that one that was a dark side of the ring? XPW. That was a Japanese hardcore show, but the whole thing was hardcore. Right. The entire promotion was based around hardcore. There, I'm I, when we make the shit majestic again. The disqualification match should have been placed on a different match, mm-hmm. but. Hiroshi Tanahashi hit an awesome high fly flow off yeah. of a ladder. Um, obviously, Kenta got hurt in a couple of different yeah, places. Yeah, they, they, they were very awkward spots, too. They were, they, like. they were very awkward. It did not feel like Hiroshi Tanahashi wanted to do this match. Right. And I don't like that. If I don't want to go out of my way to have that kind of thing, you know? Right, to make someone yeah, feel right. uncomfortable. All right. Okay, this, so... This was the big Haas match that we were all waiting for. This I was, was waiting for this match for like half a year, and this I was... was I, it was not disappointing. <laughs> I, this was awesome. Uh, Will Ospreay and Kazuchika Okada for the definitive Who is IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Um, obviously, Okada won with a Rainmaker. Mm-hmm. Just a great match. My problem is... Well, I'll, I'll talk about when we do that. And then, obviously, because Tetsuya Naito won against Jeff Cobb... Now Naito's going for the belt again. Right. And I told Pina Gallery this, is that they wanted to keep within the status quo because they just don't know with some of these newer stars. Osprey's going to win the belt back at some point in time. He is. They got, they got, their, their story is not over yet. They got, they got their cold feet with Kota Ibushi yep. a couple of years ago, yep. and they brought it back, and then they made it up to him by winning both belts because that made sense. Right. Here's the thing. This is what I think is going to happen because I I feel like I feel like um, the United Empire's interest is going away from chaos, yes. which has been occurring. But we had to have this blow off match. It looks now it, they're more focused on Lij. You, you're, no, um, no United Empire. United, United Empire. Yeah, they're fo- no, United, no, they're not. They're not. They're not focused. Well, yeah, no, they're focused on Laj now. Yeah, you're right, right. But you had to finish up this rivalry. Well, except for Tetsuya Naito. Tetsuya Naito has the interest on going for the heavyweight belt, and Okada is the champion. But my my point is, is that United Empire was stuck in a rivalry with two different factions. Well, not, now because, now chaos now chaos is going to focus on Bullet Club. Right more. now chaos is going to focus more on the Bullet Club stuff. Tetsuya Naito going for the title. I can see, I can see why they're. It's gonna be. It's probably gonna be within the next month or two. They're not right. gonna wait too long to have Tetsuya Naito go for this belt 
at all because they're right. now starting to bring people back from other places in the world. So. Yeah, so, you know, like I said, this match had to happen because people were waiting for it for a long time. I can see that, but yeah. But you know, their focus was in two different places. Night and Night Empire can go after LIJ, which is probably where their focus is has been heading for the longest time. Right. All right, so um, I think we kind of said what we needed to about this. This was a great match and a really good ending. I thought Shingo's and Okada's match was slightly better. Mm-hmm. That's personal. Anyway, when we come back, we're not only going to make Wrestle Kingdom and New Japan Majestic again, but we're going to make Pro Wrestling Majestic again. All right, let's make this shit majestic again. And because there's a lot of interchangeable stuff within the context of these two shows... Um, we might be skipping a lot of night number one because we're going to get all of our stuff out for get, night right. number two. So so we talked a little bit about this already with, with I LIJ believe going. If, 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 that was, if that was their point, Will Ospreay should have won this match because it would have made sense. The leader of the United Empire as champion faces the leader of LIJ as challenger if that's the direction they're going. But I don't... I think the reason that they chose Kazuchika Okada... Because because they're playing it safe. That's one reason. But the other reason, too, is that in every good story, you have to have a hero finishing off. You don't want the evil person... You don't want the evil team to prevail. I know, but... But, but, but Well, once again, this is where where they wrote themselves into a corner here because, obviously, it should have been that, and then the rivalry between LIJ and United Empire as a collective would have made more sense. Right. But, you know, again, let's... Who who, who, who in fucking Bullet Club is going to be facing Okada anytime soon? You think Evil's going to go for the belt? Hell no. No, no, He has has a never-open-weight belt to worry about. I mean, who who else within Bullet Club can legitimately go for this belt? That's why they have Naito going for it. Right. And 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 the the only other contenders are Osprey, Shingo, and Naito. Like... There's not really a, and maybe Kota Bushi when he comes back. I I don't really know what direction it's going, and obviously we have Naito and Okada, which is fine. Well, you know, it's it's just it's a safe bet. It's a, it's a, it, it was um, it was a safety thing. I knew they know, were gonna play a safety. They I, always do. I feel like United Empire is still gonna be involved in that somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Will I agree Ospreay with you. seeking his revenge, but for Wrestle Kingdom, you really. You wanted to have the good guy to win. I guess. I guess. That's I guess. I can see that. How it is right. Um, this should not have been a hardcore match. All right. So let's talk about this for a second. Let's talk a little bit about hardcore wrestling in New Japan. Okay. Um, like I said, I think that some promotions do it really well, and others just they they try but they fail. This and is. I I want to go specifically to American, uh, not American promotions. To Mexican wrestling promotions and to Japanese wrestling promotions that don't explicitly do the hardcore stuff. Japan wrestling style is not really is not really fit for hardcore. There's wrestling. a lot of there's a lot of traditional stuff with it, which is why when like XPW came out, it was super controversial. Right. Because like a Japanese show that's all about hardcore, and they went above and beyond hardcore. Right. Whereas the United States has always had that hardcore vibe. Not necessarily. I mean, up up until like maybe the nineties, yeah. they they, they had not, like steel not, cages not really. and stuff, but right. it was few and far between. Right. Right. Up until ECW came right. around, and that's my point. My point is is that. You know, and and with with lucha libre, lucha libre just in its style itself, there's the right. very it's very spotty. The, the the right people need to be in a hardcore match for a hardcore match. Kenta was the right person because he had a lot of training in the U.S. And also, also he feels like I don't give a shit, badass right. guy. Like it makes sense for that. Right. Hiroshi Tanahashi is the purest, pure form babyface. He is the ace of the company. Right. Why is he in a hardcore match? He is the babyfaces of all babyfaces. Right. There's no reason. It's like I the, the analogy of John Cena being in a hardcore match is the right. same way. Why would you have John Cena hitting somebody over the head or into the back of the chair? That's not babyface. Right. Babyface is beating them by pinfall, and that's a problem. Now, I was going to reiterate this, but this stipulation... Should have been saved for show and yo. Oh, absolutely. That would have made that would have made more sense as a storyline progression right. because that was a that blood was a grudge. feud. Yeah, that was a grudge match. Yeah, they hated each other. They they were tag team partners. These two just faced each other for a couple of months. Right. It just did not make sense. No. 
And I think Hiroshi Tanahashi was very uncomfortable doing this. He was. The he match. was. He was visibly uncomfortable. He doing was this. visibly uncomfortable, and I feel bad for the guy. I really do. And that's why Kenta had to. That's why Kenta got injured because right. I, I think Tana. That, it's it's I hard. Think Tanahashi was just out of his element. It was. He was totally out of his element. He should not be punished for it no. necessarily, but. You need to think about who you're putting in this match. Right. Put Minoru Suzuki, Shoyo, that kind of stuff in this match because I right. feel like Tan- Tanahashi maybe has had, what, maybe two or three other stipulated matches in his entire career. Right. It's just Tanahashi, you know? Right. He's just not comfortable. Right. Um, once again, I feel like this was just because they couldn't build it the right way because Naito got hurt. No fault of their own. Jeff Cobb should have won. Naito is already a mainstay, and you need to build more main eventers. Jeff Cobb is losing continuously. That's why he should have. That's why he should have not won this match, though, is because you don't make a star by losing. Yes, no, that's why. That's why he should have won. Well, I think him, him, him losing was the problem. I, I, I understand that, but the narrative going into this is United Empire is bad, and so United Empire has to lose at the end of the day. That's just the narrative going into it. Yeah, you but you don't want you're, Jeff you're, Cobb. You are you are hurting Jeff Cobb in this case. I'm sorry, you're just hurting him. They're playing it safe, Adam. Uh, all right, I'm New Japan. I'm. I love New Japan. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, and I know they're going to turn it around with Jeff they're Cobb. They're going to turn it around with Jeff. I'm not worried about that. Right. But you, but they have to kind of regroup. So it's, you, it's the same thing with Sonata. Right. Like, they, Sonata's had a bunch of title opportunities, but they want to play it safe. They don't think he's ready, which is ridiculous, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, and let's go to that because, you know, again— Sonata, well, Sonata won this match because right. great. Here's the thing with Jeff Cobb is a different situation because Jeff Cobb, number one, has had maybe a little more singles matches, but also he's older, right? And he has more experience and he has more of that exposure with this crowd than Great Ocon, right? So Great but, o, Great Ocon losing this right. did not hurt him. But His performance helped him, right? But let's talk about the trajectory of a group like the United Empire. Uh, you know, and again, I'm gonna keep. I'm so worried about it. I'm. I keep. Re- well, so their leader was marred with an injury that took him out of action for almost an entire year, so that didn't help the situation. No, and so I think that 2022 is going to afford them the opportunity to reestablish. I hope so. United Empire. I hope so. Into a viable team, but you just had to finish what you needed to right. finish. For this night, because now they take some time off afterwards, and that is when United Empire has the opportunity to kind of regroup, to kind of bring people in, and to really kind of build up the system, build up that 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 faction. Right. And like I said, I think they were just marred with so many injuries, especially their leader being injured at a very crucial time in that group's formation. Yeah, I understand that. That they they just have to reset. This is right. a great reset for United Empire. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I do understand that. Um, it was just – it was a little hard to see because – especially because they're so new. Right. And this was – this is not a show that a lot of people don't miss. This is Wrestle Kingdom. Right. It's a much – different stage it has much different exposure and this is a you know and again another reason they want to play it safe i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna trust new japan they have done this before they'll yeah. do it again they've done so, it with bullet club so many times now they've done it with now with, with with bullet club with bullet club the problem is here because since we're going into it let's talk about the house of torture okay right now they're a fairly new sub faction of bullet club and the reason that they have this sub-faction, but they're winning they're they're winning which is the weird thing, but it's did Dick Togo is starting to become a thorn in my side. Yeah, he's starting to become like it's almost to the point where I don't even want to watch an evil match because he interviews he interferes constantly. Yeah, it's it's almost like it's almost like a trope at this point. Like it you is a know trope that Dick Togo is going to interfere. Literally, in this match. literally, people are calling it um, Togoing. Yeah, it's it is a it is something that is associated with heel evil. Right. Every now and then is fine. But when he was now, if, if I, he was, I, I almost wonder if this is kind of a development of character as well. Maybe. Bullet, you know, I I don't see Bullet Club really existing for too much longer. 
because yeah, their, Bullock, their, their thing has really started to cool down. I mean, the, the subsections, like the elite, which were a Bullet Club thing, the Good Brothers. Right. I think they're bigger generally than Bullet Club themselves. And so House of Torture is just that offshoot. And because Jay White is stuck in the United States for the time right. being, Bullet Club is really just a relic of the past. Right, and I don't, I don't think Bullet Club is going to survive going into 2022. So what they're doing with this is that they're establishing a new team. I understand. That. I think, I think that House of Torture is going to break away from Bullet Club, um, possibly with the rivalry of some sort mixed into it, mm-hmm. um, and and. Evil is going to become the leader of that particular faction. I get and, that. And they're going to do things a little bit differently. Yeah. Now, we may not like it, but I think that that's the direction that New Japan is going. I'm kind in. of in, I'm, it's almost the same vein as Chaos for right. me in a way. I mean, Okada is obviously a member of Chaos, but is he really a member of Chaos? He's the leader of Chaos, but is he really a, even a member? <sighs> you know, and I think, I think in some ways, yes, but in some ways, no. Yeah. I think he's broken away from it so much. And, you know, you have the, like I said, these sub-factions, like the Ishii, um, Goto, and Hashi thing. Right. They're they're chaos technically, but are they chaos? There's an association with that. Uh, you know, Tomohiro Ishii not being in this match is weird mm-hmm. because Yo just doesn't fit there. Right. He just doesn't. And I'm just... You're right. This team, this was like the relic of the past tag team match as it relates to faction wrestling, even though the House of Torture have the six-man tag team belts right now. But again, this House of Torture, they're not calling themselves Bullet Club anymore. They're calling themselves House of Torture. Well, it's like calling the Gorillas of Destiny a part of Bullet Club. Are they really part of Bullet Club? Not anymore. I mean, they, they are, but they are. They are by name alone. That's they are. really it. Yeah, it's that's like pretty— Chase, Chase Owens and um, uh, Bad Luck Folly. They're part of Bullet Club. But it's that's this is what yeah and, right and so I think that there's gonna be some splits going on. I just I, I I think I think there was no care with this match. There and wasn't. Feel, now th- it now, was there was there's too much going on. Evil evil's thing with Dick Togo starting to really grind on the gears, even to American fans. They're yeah, re- they're really starting to see cracks because like okay, interference once a match is one thing, right? But constantly where the referee right. does nothing about it, it's like okay, come on. Mm-hmm. This is like the third or fourth interference by Dick Togo or something. Right. Let's not do that anymore. Why is he continuously doing it? Because I think they're trying to be dicks. <laughs> now, I mean, I guess it's go away. It's whatever. Um, and with um, Chaos winning the tag team belts, I'm happy about that. So I, mean, I wouldn't have even done anything differently as it relates to that. Um, Chaos didn't win this match. No, no. I mean, Chaos won the one for the tag team belts. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, the, the heavyweight. Yeah. The heavyweight tag team belts. And let's talk about a faction that I don't even think we brought up. Dangerous Techers are a part of Suzuki Gun. Yeah, so, so what's Suzuki Gun at this point? <laughs> right. I mean, El Desperado is a champion. Mm-hmm. He's a part of Suzuki Gun. Mm-hmm. You, you, you wouldn't even think about that if you didn't know. Right. Like, literally so, wouldn't even know. So there we go. Right. I liked this, and I yeah. like. I think we really talked about this a lot, but I like how the experimenting is very centralized mm-hmm. into KOPW mm-hmm. because that is an expectation. Right, you expect the matches to be a little bit different. Right, and that's that's fine. And Minoru Suzuki, the leader of Suzuki again. Right. And Suzuki having this is going to give a much different perspective than comedy ha-ha because now maybe people take it seriously. Right. And who knows what will happen with this. I'm very interested. And I'm really liking where the KOPW is going. Let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. But my problem is the KOPW trophy was basically defended all fucking year. What is the point of having it being provisional Right. Until a certain match. Right. It doesn't make any sense to me. No. That was really stupid. Um, we really talked about this. We talked about this. More context. Yep. That's pretty much it. More more context. Maybe a title match would have been a little bit better. Maybe, yeah. Um, this was just a pre-show match on a non-pre-show. Mm-hmm. This one, once again, uh, why the disqualification? Mm-hmm. This made no sense. If they were going to do something like this, take out the mega coaches and have them or that disqualification or that distraction led to the 
finish of the match. Right. It made no sense where they were taken out halfway through. Okay, let's do it. And what was the point of the triple threat in the first place? Right. There really wasn't. There was no point of right. it. And you shouldn't have that for the junior heavyweight tag team champions right. at all. Because guess what? You have three competent teams here. They have an opportunity to do different things. Right. Stupid. Yeah. It was just stupid. Um, this was great. I wouldn't have done anything different. Yeah, and I think we talked a little bit about this, but you well, know, we, like, we had we had we talked about this in more in context. But let's talk about this match because we didn't talk about this match. Do you think the decision to put the belt on Okada, just in general, was the right thing to do? Well, putting into the perspective what the other match was going to be, absolutely. Shingo and Osprey. No, no, no. Okada and Osprey. That was just the natural conclusion. I knew from the very get-go that Okada was going to win this match. I knew it. Right. Because they want to finish Okada Osprey, which they did. Uh, I guess. I mean, like I said, I was I was gonna be happy either way, but I feel like I just really hope they didn't hurt Shingo too bad, you know? I don't think so, but Man, um, my, my my mic is like all over the place. But I wonder, I wonder if I wonder if uh, Naito going for the uh, for the belt is kind of like an homage to like, hey, I want to I want to get my revenge or, or something along those lines. Like, hey, I guess you beat one of my people, I want to beat you. Right, I I understand that, but have Shingo go for it. Um, this was great. I'm so happy that. Hiromu lost for right now, so mm-hmm. maybe he can do something else and give. I think I don't I don't know if they know what to do with him at this point. I mean, seriously, Hiromu? Yes, like here's the problem with Hiromu. He keeps getting hurt. Yeah, uh, he's. I think ever since I watched Hiromu, he would have a big spell of yep. being there, and then he would get hurt with something else. Yeah. I think they're a little gun shy with Hiromu right now, which is fine. And guess what? With Desperado. Really picking up that slack and having just amazing matches. Right. It, he was so good, he went for the heavyweight and the intercontinental champion as junior heavyweight champion. Well, that was a traditional match, but that usually happens every year, right? Where the heavyweight in the that, that one time when the heavyweight and the junior heavyweight it wasn't for the dual belt, it was never for the dual belt. Oh, it was never. Oh, yeah, okay. it was never for the double belt, right? But it was like, okay, he's actually going for dual belts. It was kind of crazy to think. And, you know, El Desperado being a tag guy for so long, yeah. being put in this position just is great. And I love Desperado. Right. He's, he's had so much to this division. Mm-hmm. And I think Robbie Eagles as well, despite him being junior heavyweight tag right, right. now, he was the heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to put that belt back on him. So the junior heavyweight division has really risen from the ashes. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy about that. And Hiromu is always welcome in that spot because obviously he's but they, there. they got to find something for him to do, man. <laughs> no, they're going to find something. I think this was a good little blow off there yeah. for this. Because I think this was in the net, once again, you put the nail on the head with Okada and Osprey. This was just an inevitable conclusion. Mm-hmm. And I think people did not take Desperado seriously until he beat the standard bearer, which was Hiromu. Mm-hmm. Because guess who Hiromu boot, Hiromu boot, Hiromu beat a couple of years ago? Kushida. Mm-hmm. Because Kushida was a standard bearer. Yep. And so, now Hiromu is. Now Hiromu is. And, and Desperado winning it put him in that spot. It's like, okay, we're giving you the reins. Go for it. Right. He's just producing gold. Um, we already talked about this one, so it's kind of hard to, you know, rehash. Right. This one, once again, we already talked about it. Right. It's hard to rehash. Now, now, is uh, is Ishii a member? Ishii's a member of Chaos. He is a member of Chaos. It doesn't seem like it, but he is. <laughs> he is. He is a member of Chaos. Yep. Um, he was with Goto and Hashi when they were um, they were never open weight six man tag team champions. Right. Um, evil, I, I like Evil having both um, never open weight belts though. Yeah, it's it, gonna it's, it's gonna it's, help establish. It's, it's, it's starting it's starting to rebuild his heel credibility right. again because it was really lost. Yeah. Um, it's hard to really say about this match because they were being so careful with 
um, Shibata. Right. But now my problem is, where do you go from here as it relates to Shibata? Do you put him in the heavyweight title scene immediately, or maybe have him go for the United States belt and work with somebody like Tanahashi, who maybe can protect him a little bit better? Right. And see, that's that's my what, what that's do you my what, what do you what, what do you do with Shibata? I'm right. happy he's back, but once again, how how healthy is he? I you know and I don't know I don't know if that, he's a full time member of the roster right. or what the case is exactly is he a full time member of the roster and he's, I, he's moving around really well but I mean and and part of me thinks that he's not I don't think I I just I, I can't I think, see it I think they might bring him at, out for special singles matches whatever the case may be but he's not going to be full time on this roster I think why they um and I I thought about this and I think this is going to be the most logical thing right now. The, Shibata's going to be going into a program with Kenta, and they just don't want the be- the belt on it on the line immediately because I think Shibata's going to win that. Because remember, Katsuyori Shibata brought Kenta into New Japan right. when Kenta was released, and Kenta turning heel on Shibata. Right. So that's the most logical way to go right and now. And that's probably what's going to end up happening, but I don't think he's going to be wrestling every single week or There's every single no way day, he can. whatever. There's no right. way. He's too – I mean, that it was a scary injury. Like, he literally could have died. Right. Um, we already really talked about this and the future of the United Empire. This is it should be... have been it should not have been Will Ospreay. It should have been Aaron Hanare instead. Right, Aaron Hanare was there. He wrestled at the um, Pro Wrestling or the New Japan Rambo. Yeah, so um, they should they should not have been Will Ospreay. Yeah, that was a really odd choice. It was. It was super odd. Um, once again, there was no point really other than building and. We are, we really all we already talked about this already, and here's my problem with this being the opening match. It shouldn't have been the opening match. No, this should have been either um, a sub main event or even possibly the main event. Mm-hmm. If they built this right, which I thought they did, but then they then they're sitting there wrestling. It's like if you really hated that person to the point where you're running out and attacking right. them after matches, you don't sit there and do rest holds and walk around, you want to beat the crap out of that guy. Right, you want to beat the crap out of each other. Right, and this in a no-disqualification setting would have been perfect. Yep, it would have been, yeah. Because it set that standard already. And then doing that, it it just hurt it so much, and I hope they're done with Mm -hmm. it. I really hope they're done with it. All right, so let's uh, let's move on to some general just – so what we, were your thoughts? Well, let's talk. I really want to talk about this whole invasion angle that they're promoting or have promoted for night number three. Uh, I I don't I don't know what to think of it at this it's point. So, it's so unnecessarily cliche. It looks so. And I don't know. It looks so forced. Like is, this is, is not. Why did normal. they? Did you really need to do three nights? Right. It, no, it, it's not necessary. The only justification for a third night is if you did a night here in America and had some of the American stars that are stuck over here doing some of those or, matches. Or, it should not have been a this company versus this company. Or they, they've already done this. How about this? Night number three of Wrestle Kingdom is all stardom. Right. That would have been perfect. Right. That would have given have, have it have it in a smaller venue. Obviously, Tokyo Dome is maybe like a little bit bigger. I'm not saying because they're women, because Stardom is a newer company. They don't have the lineage right of like New Japan. Right, but have them go to Yokohama Hall like they are and have it be Stardom matches. Right, where it's like okay, this is what's happening. You get the context. You understand the rivalries. You build something to it, and then it's like okay, it's something different, but. The, the, this whole invasion thing, unless pro wrestling Noah is being absorbed into New Japan, there's no reason for it. And it, it it's uh, there's there's no this yeah there's no reason for it. It's lazy. Yeah. Have stardom, stardom, or you're right. What about New Japan Strong? The problem is with New Japan Strong is that I feel like it's so new. I feel like a Wrestle Kingdom with them 
only would have hurt it wouldn't have just name. been it would have it would not have just been them it would have been them some AEW guys some Impact Wrestling guys I some guess Ring yeah Honor but guys. I feel like well because you know Hard to Kill just happened right um, AEW is doing a couple of different things right now but I feel like incorporating them into a Wrestle Kingdom like show will bring some of that Japanese audience to America and look at some of these American promotions I, I still feel like if they really wanted to do if they, if they really wanted to do this thing with stardom have a stardom wrestling right the 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 new japan versus noah just doesn't make any sense to me there's no reason for it to happen it's the the last i mean pro wrestling noah was created outside of that because i think it was um mizawa did not like what they were doing in new japan that's literally why pro wrestling noah exists and but the problem was that was like in the early '90s. Who fucking cares? And there's there's no like blood feud. There's there's no there's no reason for it. It's it's a showcase. It's an exhibition show. Right. And guess what? I, I, there's nothing interesting about it. Right. I'm not interested. If it was stardom, it's like hey, let's introduce new people. But you're putting. New Japan against Pro Wrestling Noah for what reason? Why why is this faction facing this faction? Right. Why are these people facing these people? There's no reason for it. Right. If you did it maybe on a smaller show like Dominion, maybe I would watch it. Right. I have to because this is part of our job, but come on. It just doesn't Right. It's just lame. And, um, you know, a couple of other things, too. Uh, We talked about the trajectories of the teams going into this year. Mm -hmm. um, But, you know, again, they're playing it safe. And I... They, they just play it safe sometimes. And, you know, I think that with the pandemic and all these big injuries going on, I think it makes sense for them to be a little they're, safe they're, right they're, now. They're being, they're, being, they're being cautious. And I understand it from that perspective because, you know, with the Omicron variant really starting to pick up some momentum, who knows what's going to happen with even New Japan in general. Because right. remember, there they, could, they, could, they can still go on lockdown right. again. Right. So, you know, that's that's another thing. Um but you know how safe is too safe. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I feel like with this Wrestle Kingdom, they were a little too safe, just a little bit, not not a ton, just a little too safe for my liking. I yeah. like I like them trying something new with Wrestle Kingdom, mm-hmm. and they did it last year, and it was great. Right. But this year, it seemed like it was just business as usual. Yep. You know, Okada's the champion. Okada's never held this championship, mind you. But he's but he's always been marquee. He is. And if he's going to be go doing other things, because I think um, Will Ospreay even said, oh, you can do movies or whatever. Great. But why does Okada have to hold the title again? It right. does, it's, it's not – it's a John Cena holding the world champion again. What is that helping? It's, that helps it's, nobody. It's helping them sell tickets. That's <laughs> what it's doing. You can have them go for the belt, but why does he have to be the champion? And I think, too, that he was going to be the champion for night number three, which was the showcase night. So I think oh, they that's true. wanted yeah. to bring out they, the They best. wanted him to face uh, Kenji Muda as the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Right. But the problem is I don't think – is Muda the um, uh, GHC Heavyweight Champion? I think he still is. Anyway um, – so that was really it for Wrestle Kingdom. I yeah. thought overall I liked it. Yeah. Just a little too safe. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so next week, I already said it because Peanut Gallery got confused. We're doing Impact Wrestling Hard to Kill. We watched it the first night, but we're doing the show next week along with Wrestle Kingdom Night 3. Which we still have not yet watched. We have not, wa- <laughs> we have not yet watched it, which we will at some point in time this week. We'll figure that out. But right. we already watched one. So, anyway, if you did like this, remember to like, follow wherever you're listening or watching this on, and uh, become a patron. Follow us on all of our social medias, the whole nine yards. Uh, and as always, be majestic.